in about 10 or so minutes, uh, I've got him bringing some food out for us. Well, for you guys. I'm, 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 I just ate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so we'll be interrupted shortly. When that's that's always so fine. We are more than happy to be interrupted. I didn't figure that'd be such a problem. No, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna complain about that. So. <laughs> Welcome to Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue. I'm your host, Kevin. Joined here with Alex. What's up, Alex? Hey, Kevin. How's it going? And today we are at the birthplace of St. Louis Barbecue. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. Uh, Jeff Fitter, right? Jeff Fitter, yes. That's uh, that is you. That is me. So, so says my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, you are the owner and head pit master. Head pit master. At Super Smokers Barbecue. I am. In Eureka. Um, if you f- have followed my Instagram account, every time I have a teacher's meeting, we just walk down the hill and we come here for lunch, and then I go into a food coma and don't pay attention for the rest of any of my teacher's See, meetings. So it's and, perfect. And you know what? Your students should thank me. Yes. Yes. Your teacher is happy and full. That's right. Um, Jeff, thanks for having us here today. This is a dream come true for me. I was telling you beforehand. Yes. This is... My love for barbecue started here. See, so. and, that, and, and, and as we were talking about that, that is what's great for me. Uh, part of what I try to do with with the food I make and, and, and with the, um, uh, I don't know, with the, the public community service stuff I do uh, is all wrapped around sharing my passion. And it's great to have somebody come in that has that same passion, has the same love for not just food, but for the skill behind or the art behind cooking barbecue. The passion behind. The I passion think that's, behind. The, that's the big thing. So, Jeff, where did you get your start in barbecuing? So, it's, I've actually told the story a few times this week. Um, my, I don't think either of you are old enough, maybe some of your, uh, your, your podcast listeners are. Uh, my grandma, way back in the day, was a Farberware demonstrator. Farberware oven was, um, I believe, it was the first convection ovens freestanding uh, made. Uh, and she would go to Sticks, Bear and Fuller and Famous and Bar, and on the weekends, she'd cook food and, and give them to people. So at an early age, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, I was cooking with grandma in the kitchen, uh, making things and then going. So that's kind of where my, my passion or my love for, for cooking came from. Um, not long after that, my uh, father and grandfather were involved in the Optimus Club, and uh, they would go and, and uh, they were the ones in charge of all the food, barbecuing all the food or grilling all the food for the events that they would do for the fundraisers and whatnot. So I found myself, you know, at 10, 12 years old, around a barbecue pit, flipping pork steaks and flipping burgers. and With that Malls barbecue with sauce? That, with that great Malls barbecue <laughs> sauce, is exactly right. Uh, so, you know, that, that kind of set into stone. And then, you know, if I'm being completely honest, uh, my, my, what really opened my eyes to food, I don't know, cooking in general, but specifically grilling, um, uh, some buddies and I uh, were trying to find a way to impress girls. I mean, guys do things, anything they can to impress girls, right? I mean, it's just, it's the way of the world. I, I'm, I'm no historian, but I'm pretty sure we could find facts that would that would make that. I think Quite, a few, just a few, right? Just a few, yeah. I think there's probably some country songs that yeah. even go along with that. Um, and we didn't have any money. We couldn't afford to take them out on dates. So I said to my buddy, I'm like, hey, aren't your parents out of town this weekend? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, let's go buy some food and we'll make them dinner. He's like, well, who's going to cook it? I'm like, well, I will. 
He's like, have you ever cooked this stuff? And I'm like, well, no, but it can't be that hard, right? I mean, what could go wrong? And uh, uh, we went and bought uh, filet mignons, and uh, so I made filet mignons, twice baked potato, um, some uh, uh, fresh or some steamed broccoli. I mean, it's nothing spectacular, but for a 17-year-old, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, yeah. really? Um, but uh, so yeah, so that it it it, it kind of. I don't know, it kind of triggered everything that I was doing uh, or everything that I did since then. Uh, then I became a big backyard guy. Um, my, my former partner uh, and I, we actually lived right next door to each other, and we would throw parties. And it ended up where we're like, this is stupid. We're just going to combine the parties. So any given weekend, Did we you have, tear down the fence? Like, did you have to... We didn't tear down the <laughs> fence only because we both had dogs. Okay. Now, we talked about it because we were kind of on a little bit of a hill, so we talked about that make great sled riding. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, we... Uh, but we would alternate weekends, my house, his house, uh, and then we'd move the grills. And then when we eventually started our barbecue team, um, uh, cooking in competitions and whatnot, um, we just we literally would just roll the smoker from one driveway to the other. And then, you know, pop a top and watch it cook. Mm-hmm. So how did you come to have this barbecue mecca super smokers? <laughs> let's- you know, um, first of all, let's, let's pay a little bit of homage to... To that yeah. uh, lineage, if you will, um, we bought a legacy store. Uh, Terry Black um, and, and Ron and, and Skip and, and Mike Emerson. I mean, all these great people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when Terry and Ron started Super Smokers, this is the legacy store. Yeah. Uh, in March, I believe it'll be 23 years old. Um, and uh, let's see. I met Terry through a, a cooking class at okay. Kitchen Conservatory in 2001. He invited us down to Memphis in May just to, that year just to see how things worked. Uh, and, and we fell in love. Uh, I fell in love specifically. Um, and in 2002, we started cooking with, with Super Smokers on the competition team pretty regularly. Oh, here comes, oh, here comes the good stuff. <laughs> oh, I hope you. you guys came hungry. Yeah, we did. Um, um, so in 2002, we started cooking uh, with the competition team, and then you didn't think I wasn't going to let your favorite come out, did you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just set it right over Throw it right there. Um, we're going to tell our listeners a large pork steak. I mean, and I'm the size of Texas. 34 ounce. Holy yeah. cow. And a plate of nachos the size of Mount Everest just, just came out. Um, yes, and some cream corn that will literally change your life. Oh, yeah. I, I had it at one of the times I was here, and it was like, this is incredible. Right. So, so that's I mean, so. I, when when I started cooking with Terry regularly, um, I'd always teased him that I was my retirement plan is to open a restaurant. He's like, we should just buy mine. And I'm like, oh yeah. Well, uh, we did. Um, we op- Terry and I partnered in 2008 and opened up a restaurant. I still cut my corporate job, uh, and then my wife and I bought the store here uh, late or mid 2017, um, and. Um, left the corporate world and haven't looked back. So let's talk a little bit about some of those names you mentioned. Because, like, those guys... It's the who's who. It's, so it, it's a who's who of barbecue in St. Right. Louis. Um, so basically, when we bought the restaurant, when we were uh, in the midst of getting all the legalese done and the loans and blah, 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 um, uh, George Mayhe, who's a, a big food critic here in St. Louis locally, um, wrote an article calling Super Smokers the root of all barbecue in St. Louis. Hard pause on that story. The reason of that is because not only did Super Smokers, was, was Super Smokers, 
I'm going to call it the first locally, local chain in St. Louis. Uh, I think Phil's might have been probably considered the first local chain. They only had a couple locations. Right. Uh, Super Smokers was up to six or seven, plus the dome and the stadium and stuff, uh, Deerberg's locations. Yeah. Um, so uh, when, when the demise of Super Smokers occurred in 2006, uh, there were a lot of amazing pitmasters that ended up branching out and open up their own. So, um, you know, to this day, I think Skip Steele just uh, retired mm-hmm. maybe end of the year last year. I think that, yeah, I think November, I remember reading something, something about like that. that, yeah. Um, Mike Emerson retired. Uh, those are the guys that, that went and started Pappies and Bogarts and, you know, that whole contingent. Um, there's some amazing barbecue in St. Louis. Uh, and George Mayhew tapped Super Smokers and said they were the reason for it. Uh, basically... I think arguably you could say uh, of the whatever top five or six in St. Louis, all but all but Sugarfire um, came from from the Super Smokers history, um, but they were also the ones that made Super Smokers great. Uh, I mean, they were the the pit of Skip Steel. I've yet to meet somebody who can cook a hog better than Skip Steel. That guy can cook a hog half asleep, eyes closed, and two arms tied behind his back. I mean, I swear to God, we, we would walk up to a, a smoker, and he 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 could like. I'm making this up, but he literally was like he would smell it and go, "Oh, we need to blah 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 blah." Right, really? How do you even know that we haven't opened the doors yet? Oh yeah, you can't open the doors. That's so, crazy. Yeah, you got to ask a question now. I know. I mean, I'm just, just staring at this point and nachos <laughs> and that pork steak over there. Just enjoying listening to the story. Um, so something I am curious about though, uh, your background as you got started cooking. Did you did you do any formal training? Did you have any um, practice in any style other than barbecue, or was it just barbecue. I am a backyard home cook, uh, barbecue. I dabbled in Italian. I have no formal training. Uh, I, I like to tease. Uh, it, it's the truth, but I like to tell people I'm a high school dropout, with no college education who found his way through a kitchen. And here I am. Uh, I, I, uh, I lived in the corporate world for, uh, for 20 plus years, um, raised my family. Um, you know, my youngest daughter works here with us. She shares the passion for, for Q with me. I, I think you've met her before. Yeah. Um, she, she runs the pit for us a, a couple days a week and, and, and works in the restaurant and, and is a tremendous ad. In fact, in my corporate life, when I would try, I traveled all the time. And when I would get a catering job and I wasn't home for it, uh, my daughter would cook it and then her and my wife would go deliver it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the construction guys really liked that part. <laughs> I, I never could figure out why. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so she kind of shares the passion uh, for what we do and how we do it. But, yeah, no, no real formal training um, uh, to speak of. And, and, and that shows in my knife skills. I was just actually <laughs> – uh, I was down in Georgia uh, two weekends ago uh, for a boucherie. And uh, it's basically – and if you don't know what that is, it's basically a farm-to-tail or farm-to-table, head-to-tail event. Uh, so they, they – they, it's – it's very spiritual. It's very. It's actually amazing. A bunch of chefs from from as far as San Francisco flew in, and 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 you, you know, they 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 killed a pig uh, at seven o'clock Sunday morning, and by about one o'clock Sunday afternoon, uh, the first um, uh, the first round of food uh, that 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 hog gave us um, uh, was served, and it was it was an amazing event. I was I was lucky to be there. Uh, my mentor, uh, Curtis Louvier, who worked for Super Smokers, lives in uh, Louisiana now, um, uh, was uh, who invited me to come down with them. And I got to go cook, actually cook pork steaks and beef ribs for, for the crew down there. But um, uh, there were chefs everywhere. And there was one chef um, uh, there. And we were talking while I was, while I was cutting some onions up. And I said, uh, chef, don't watch. 
He says, why, why, you, you got to concentrate on your friend? I'm like, no, I've got the worst knife skills in the world. I don't want you to cry. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just blamed on the onions. He, right? well, you know, he was so nice. He was gracious. He says, oh, no, they all look about the same size. And I'm like, that's perfect. Thank you. Is that that's one of those events if you leave, it's your own fault? Or, like, if you leave hungry, it's your own fault? 100%. Like, because I imagine 100%. the food is just flowing. And, and, and they use every part. I had, and I'm not, believe it or not, I'm not a huge adventurous eater. I'm born and raised here in, in in the St. Louis area, Jefferson County. And, um, uh, you know, I don't eat seafood. Um, I, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. It's just who I am. Uh, I'll cook just about anything, but I'm just a meat and potatoes guy. That's what I prefer to eat. Uh, so I don't really, I'm not a adventurous eater. I had uh, pig blood chocolate truffle uh, at this event. And, like, had I not known what it was made out of, I would have never known it was made out of it. It was pretty cool. I had pig knuckles once. That was interesting. That is interesting. It was, they said it's the chicken wing of a pig. That is correct. Huh. I've and not had nor made those, but that's interesting. Salt and smoke. Oh, yeah. That, really good. So, I mean, I'm just eating meat. I'm going to apologize <laughs> to our listeners now because, like, stoning in the mic. Um,. What style of barbecue do you guys do here? So we're more Memphis-based. Uh, the only two things wet we serve in the restaurant are the pork steaks and uh, pork steaks in front of you, and our burnt ends, or my take on the burnt ends. Uh, those are the only two th- two things wet. Everything is dry rubbed, uh, and then uh, we smoke. Uh, so our butts and briskets will go overnight. We usually put them on about four o'clock in the afternoon, and they get pulled off sometime between five thirty and six thirty the next day. Uh, depending upon the load and, and the weather, uh, you know, here in St. Louis, the last this last week it was below zero, and well, the smokers did great, but it took a couple hours longer to get the food done. Uh, but um, and then our um, uh, you know our ribs, chicken, turkey, all those those are, are about five hour items, so they go on in the morning. So we're, we're we're our goal is to cook things to be as fresh as possible each day. How do you know, because this is always a question I have for like, you know, we've talked to a lot of guys who do it on their own, like they do, right. and they, they're like, oh, I just do what I think my family will eat. Right. You're not just feeding your family, you're feeding the city of Eureka and everyone else who comes. How do you know how much to put on? Um, it's a really lucky guess. Okay. Uh, so the good news is, is uh, you know, I have access to the data from, so I, I come from the IT world. I, I, I was a, a, a vice president of product management for a technology company uh, prior to, to this or during this, I guess, uh, during cooking. Uh, so I'm a, I'm, I'm a data hog. I love to look at data and figure out where it's going and how it's going and strategize around it, right? Um, so uh, I look, I spend a lot of time looking at the past and the past is a great indicator of the future. Uh, and then uh, the guesswork comes in on the weather. Uh, it comes in on, you know, will the food I'm provided, will the, will the food quality that I'm putting out attract more people and when will it attract it? Uh, there's a couple things that make it easy for me. Six Flags is right down the road. Mm-hmm. So when it's closed, I know I'm going to be less busy. And when it's open, I know I'm going to be more busy. Uh, so we set pars uh, for each day uh, and then we adjust them uh, each week if we need to. I try not to do that. We try to dial our pars in um, so we not, you know, we don't want to hold anything overnight or too much overnight. There's always something that gets held overnight might be one pork butt that gets held overnight or there might be one rack of ribs that get held overnight um you could just call me i come down right down 109 i'll I'll send you a text next time yeah uh so uh you know it's it's a little bit of um a little bit of science and a little bit of luck
This episode of Sauced on Beer, Burn, Barbecue is brought to you by The Restory. For the past few weeks, Alex and I have been working with Davin Shaw, a true Kentucky colonel, and his company, The Restory, to create the perfect accent piece for our man caves. Alex and I have been looking at what we could do to take our passion and love for whiskey and to transform it into some home decor. And Davin was able to take that love and make these amazing lamps. The Restory is a family-owned company that takes old whiskey bottles and transforms them into amazing decor pieces that even your wife will let you have around the house. Right now, Davin and his team are working on some new products, like their Half Moon Barrel Illuminations, which is a great bar topper, floating shelf, or office bar if you can get away with that. So I encourage you to go to www.therestillery.com or check them out on Instagram at the underscore restillery. That's R-E-S-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y to check out their amazing products and see about getting a one-of-a-kind whiskey lamp just for you. And as a listener of Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue, Davin and his team have created a special offer code for you to use at checkout. Using the code SAUCED15 will get you 15% off your whiskey lamp. Again, that's S-A-U-C-E-D-15 will get you 15% off your whiskey lamp. Make sure you go check out the restillery and help support an amazing small business. Now let's get back to getting sauced. So something you mentioned a couple of times that I'm, I'm personally kind of curious about. I know a couple of guys, um, myself included, who love cooking, love barbecue, different kinds of cooking, um, and would love to do that full time. But they're, they're in their corporate job. I'm in my corporate job. Right. And, and it's, it's what we have right now. It's what we need to support our families right, and stuff. Right, right, and and right. it's great. But I'm curious, how did you make that transition? What did that look like for you? Were you doing it on the side at the same time? And how did you know to finally take that leap? So uh, this is the part of the show where I give full credit to my wife. Um, without, uh, well, I, I, I'll even go so far as to say my, my wife and family. Uh, it, it was a family decision. Um, uh, my wife is very supportive, and I've been very lucky uh, that she's, you know, said, hey, you know what, now's a good time. Our kids are, my kids are 22 and, and 24 and, and, and on their own, so, you know, our, our responsibility is more or less over from that perspective. Um, but uh, to go back a little bit, I've ran a catering company out of my house since 2002, um, so uh, I've got what is that, 16 years of, of cooking experience, if you want to call it professionally. Um, uh, I don't look at it as, as professionally. My wife and I actually talked about this last night. Uh, we go out to eat. We'll go to places. A, a buddy of mine runs uh, the kitchen at Lester's, and uh, we went by and seen him yesterday, and we had the food, and I'm like, man, that food was really good. And uh, we drive away, and I'm like, you know, I don't feel like my food's any any worse or any better than that. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, it's to the same par. She's like, yeah, I agree. And it's just, it's, it's surreal to me. Like, like that people enjoy my food this much. It's, it's just the food that I've been cooking in my backyard for, you know, 20 years. Um, it's, it's, I'll tell you that, uh, from the perspective of barbecue specifically, um, 
my family is ruined. They can't go anywhere and eat barbecue without being 100% judgmental, sometimes 110% judgmental. Um, and uh, I was talking with somebody my wife works with. She has a regular full-time job. And uh, he was telling me that there was a sales guy. And he's like, yeah, we went to this place in, in, in Ottawa, Kansas. And Michelle was eating brisket. And she said, mm, I'm just going to set this over here. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a... Uh, Occupational hazard, I suppose. But uh, the best advice I would give is is have a strong support system and practice, practice, practice. Um, uh, you know, I, I, my 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 pitmaster in training, my pit cook here, Cody. Uh, we talked about. You know, he asked the question. Well, what, what's what's the training program? What's it going to take for me to be a pitmaster? I said, well, we've got to be able to endure all the problems. It's not the stuff that goes right. Listen, cooking in and of itself is easy. What's hard is when it doesn't go the right way. When that brisket stalls, well, what do you do, right? You do I wrap it? Do you panic? <laughs> right? do, you, do you panic and run around like your hair is on fire? Well, I've done that. No, don't get me wrong. You know, when, you're, uh, uh, when your smoker breaks in the middle of a cook, what do you do? I mean, I have a restaurant to run. And, you know, I can't, I've got bills to pay. I can't just go, oh, well, it's broke. See you guys tomorrow. Um, that's not an option for anybody in the, in the, in the business. So, um, you know, that's practice, practice, practice. The more mistakes you make, uh, again, as I just said, I come from the IT world. I come from product. So, um, um, you know, I've, I've, I've failed on more uh, opportunities than I've succeeded on. Uh, and it's, it's the failures that help build you to become, to sustain the things that you can grow. So, um, you know, Practice, practice, practice. It's funny. One of our friends, uh, Jim Crichton, he's got a, he does catering, barbecue on yep. the side and all that. He always said, you know, Domino's is only one phone call away. I can mess something up, but I'm going <laughs> to learn from it. I'm going to become better. And, you know, if it's that bad, we'll just call Domino's. And That's exactly I've right. made a new process. I've told my wife more than one time when I was cooking, failure is an option. Mm -hmm. And it's most likely to happen. Uh, I, I brisket. Brisket is figuratively and literally the toughest piece of meat to cook. That's why I have not done one yet. It is. It is. But it is the most when you when you achieve the brisket you're looking to achieve, uh, which by the way in 16 years I've not done. I make a pretty good brisket, uh, but it's still. Uh, uh, if 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 any of your listeners or y'all get down to Austin, Texas, uh, Ironworks Barbecue in downtown Austin, uh, it is the brisket that I will forever chase. I have no idea how they make. They're so perfect. But it's it's a ten for me every time I go. Um, my my brisket is a is a, a nine. 9.5 for me every time, uh, but uh, I will forever chase theirs. Uh, but it's um, it's also the most um, um, I don't know rewarding piece of meat to cook because when you get it right, it's right. I I, I tell Alex I told you at the beginning of the year my goal this year is to cook a brisket. I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I've read so many books on it. I just here's how you're going to do it. You're going to text me, uh -huh. and you're going to come up here, okay? and we're going to prep you a brisket. Okay. Let me rephrase. You're going to prep you a brisket, and you're going to throw it in the smoker, and you're going to come back about 14 hours later, and I'm going to show you how to cook a brisket. That sounds fantastic. We'll show you on the smokers here. If you have your own smoker, barrel drum, whatever. The, 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 that's the great thing about, in my opinion, that's the great thing about barbecuing. It doesn't matter if you're on a 55-gallon drum split in half or if you're on a, an ugly drum cooking hot and fast, which... I just can't get my head wrapped around. It's just, it's, it's like, 
it's, it's just against my religion. It's low and slow <laughs> is where I come from. I have a hard time going hot and fast, but there's a lot of successful people that go hot and fast. You can't drink it's as many beers. You can, that's exactly right. You <laughs> or, or drink that bottle of bourbon that you're exactly, trying to get rid of. Exactly. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, uh, but yeah, come on up. We'll, we'll cook you a brisket. We'll get Let's you trained it. all up. Let's do it. Awesome. I mean, you're, you're off in the summers, right? Exactly. All right. Well, I, you know, I always need another pitmaster. Oh, I would take you up on that in a heartbeat. <laughs> My wife would be like, you need to be home. But, I mean, I would take, oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, man. Maybe I should become a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> the other nine months out of the year are complete hell. Yeah. But, right. I know. Maybe right. it's not worth it. I'll think about it. Um, so I'm... Our joke in the show. I'm I'm the the business nerd. I I love that aspect of everything. And, right. and don't get me wrong. I I like the barbecue more. Um, sure. But I'm always interested in the other side, how it works. I love the data too. Um, so I'm curious. Well, first I'm curious, and maybe I'm the only one who doesn't know this story. But you were talking about how back in the early 2000s, Super Smokers used to have a couple of different spots, and you were in Deerbergs, and uh, and I don't see that around anymore what what changed there so in 2006 uh, uh and i don't know any details to it but in 2006 uh super smokers closed their doors uh they did go uh bankrupt i i think i mean i don't know which version of bankruptcy happened but uh they went bankrupt um uh, my personal opinion is they they grew too fast uh too soon. Uh, they just they they were great at managing you know a handful of things, but when they got to whatever it was six or seven stores plus their they were catering as far away as the White House. Um, so I mean they they were doing some amazing things. Uh, I think it just got too big too fast, um, and and they it spiraled out of control. Um, so in two thousand later than that two thousand six. Uh, Terry, which is one of the founding members, uh, got some financial backing and then reopened this legacy store. Uh, and then this legacy store has been, uh, you know, I think, I think in the 23 years, almost 23 years, I think it was closed four or five months maybe. Yeah, I remember seeing the article the day that it closed yeah. and it just, it broke my heart. Like, cause like I, t I told you, when we came here for my sixth birthday, this is when I fell in love with barbecue. I signed the wall. I knew exactly right. where it was. And I had always loved Super Smokers barbecue sauce. I'd always get that for my birthday. Yep. Like, my grandparents would go, here, get this. Learn how to... And Alex, I told you my story about how I used to grill on my dad's Weber right. uh, gas propane. And, you know, <laughs> I'd brush the barbecue sauce on it. That's awesome. It was like, oh, that just... That hurt. But I'm so excited to see this legacy that you're, right. you're continuing. Right. Um, you, your sign outside is world champion. And we kind of talked about Correct. that in the beginning. What are you the world champion of? So Super Smokers, uh, back in the day, um, uh, was uh, or won the Memphis and Bay World Cook-Off Championship uh, with Whole Hog, and I believe with Ribs, um, uh, at least twice. I think maybe, I think they won, I think they won Hog once and Ribs twice, maybe, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, don't hold me to that. Somebody can Google it and figure it out for sure. But um, it still gives you the title uh, world champion. It still gives it. Uh, and, and, and I'm using it. I mean, oh, I yeah. wasn't uh, when I started cooking with them. I was lucky enough to go on stage three times: uh, one top five, two top tens. Um, uh, Super Smokers has not competed in Memphis since 2000. Seven, I believe, is the last time we were there, uh, and uh, I've submitted my application for 2019. So I won't hear anything back, I guess, until March. If anybody from Memphis and May Group is listening, an early call would be great. <laughs> um, but uh, we're really hoping to get back down to Memphis, and uh, we're gonna. The plan is to cook in the rib, um, uh, just you know, 
Uh, not that it's easy, but start small. Yeah, we'll grow our way back up. Uh, it's been a long time since since I've competed in in a, in a Memphis and Bay or, or an MBM competition. So uh, we've been every weekend. I've been cooking ribs, and I've got the flavor profile where I want it. I've got the tenderness where I want it. I think that we'll have a, a good showing. It's just hopefully we get in the show. So when you win World Championship, we get your first interview you afterwards. Like I want you to commit to that now. Done. <laughs> All right. Good. Committed. Good. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, you need to start eating some of these nachos because I'm going to eat all of them if you don't. <laughs> they are so good. Tell us, really Jeff, good. what this mound of deliciousness that I have sitting in front of me that so, Alex is not eating. So we, it's it's chips, just your average natural uh, nacho chip, uh, and then we uh, we make our own house made rotel here. Uh, and I don't know if you guys are, are old enough to know or remember this, but uh, uh, back in the day there was a thing called government cheese. Uh, basically, uh, if you, um, uh, you'd stand in line, my grandma actually used to do it all the time, stand in line, they'd give you certain milk and cheese and whatnot, uh, and they would give you a five pound block of cheese. And it was, you know, basically kind of like Velveeta, but not as processed. So uh, I found that uh, government cheese and, and I'm using that or, or something like that, uh, and I'm using that to make our house-made Rotel and then our, our homemade mac and cheese as well. And then we have our, our beans and then, um, and of course, pork, chicken, and, and brisket. And hopefully I talked just long enough for both of you to get a couple bites. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and, you know, the audible sounds of our chip crunching. Right. It just means that our listeners need to come here. They That's need to, exactly right. They need to come and enjoy this. Let's talk about your sauces because, okay. you know, you have a lineup of sauces that is just incredible. I mean, you've got your championship sauce. Mm-hmm. They've got, I think you have the KC sauce. KC, championship, St. Louis. Um, uh, I almost said Memphis. <laughs> um, we have a uh, Sweet Carolina and then the Texas Hot. Uh, and then there's a new one that uh, that we've been using out here in store. It's been really, it's uh, lots of great reviews. It's the Honey Barbecue. Yeah, that one is really good. It's really good. It's, it's that sweetness, but it's got that little bit of like that that kick it's it's, it's a i i i yeah, i think you're right i, I describe it as a uh a hearty sweet sauce uh so it's it's thick uh it's got some smoke to it uh and then it's it's just it, it's got sweet uh but it's it's a subtle sweet it's not mm-hmm. like you know overwhelming it's not like i'm licking a block of brown sugar Correct. but it's it adds something to the meat and i think that's so important with sauces is you don't want it to take away from your meat. You want it just to add that little. So I'm glad you brought that up. You know, my 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 theory of cooking um, is very basic and very traditional, and that is um, I don't want to replace flavors that are naturally given. I want to enhance them. So the rubs that I use on my pork butts, uh, we don't inject our pork butts. Uh, the rubs that I use on them, the rubs I use on our brisket, it's all meant to enhance the flavor. Uh, bottom line is you can you get to the middle of a pork butt or you get to the middle of a brisket, you're not going to taste that rub anyways. You're going to get a little bit of smoke from the bark on the outside, a little bit of the rub taste, but you're supposed to taste the naturally moist meat that's inside, uh, at least in my opinion. And then uh, your sauces, uh, or my sauces, you're exactly right. Uh, they're, they're meant more to enhance uh, versus overpower. And, and, and in my opinion, that's the difference between, and we're stuck right in the middle, that's the difference between a Kansas City-based barbecue and a Memphis-based barbecue. Um, you know, Memphis-based is, is dry, and that's what we are. We're a Memphis-based uh, uh, restaurant. Um, Kansas City, um, you know, they great barbecue take nothing away from them but they get most of their flavor in my opinion from sauce versus the rubs at the end of the day when you put sauce on it it's going to overpower whatever rub you have on it anyways uh so 
I like kinda, being in the middle. Like I think that you have it, to have it's the best of both worlds. Right. You can have a good sauce. Correct. And you can have a good rub. I mean, that's been more of my play this last couple of years is I want a really good rub on the outside of mine to where that the sauce complements it. You know, it adds that little bit of moisture right. if you need it. But right. that balance, I think, is so important. Correct. Did you enjoy your nachos over there? I did. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't want to start because I don't want to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you talked about trying to get back into the uh, competition scene a little bit. Yep. Um, what are the other kind of what's the future look like for super smokers great question so um right now we are um uh building rebuilding to a certain degree um and uh i, I tease all the time uh everybody's familiar with pinking the brain uh, I'm, I'm 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 doing everything i can to build my my barbecue empire um, we've got a, a food trailer outside now that we can go to different events with, uh, whether it be a charity event or uh, a local festival or, or even, you know, construction site. or An elementary school. Elementary school. <laughs> uh, kids would not mind you coming out. I don't, some, I don't care about the kids. <laughs> I, I care about me, Jeff. <laughs> okay, good point. Um, so... Um, uh, that's kind of the the next evolution in what we 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 got it out there a little bit last year and uh, uh, we're real successful with it. Um, you know, part of the problem is being all the way out in Eureka and having so many amazing choices of barbecue in the St. Louis, just in the St. Louis area. Don't not even not even counting Wentzville and and Belleville and, and Illinois in general. There's some great options out there as well. Just in the immediate St. Louis area, there's you know, eight or 10 quality barbecue places. And we're all the way out here in Eureka and people still go, oh, Eureka. I mean, they think they're driving to Rolla coming out to Eureka. So, you know, we're, we're trying to, to make Eureka, make Super Smokers a destination again, uh, get some folks out here. A lot of people don't even know that, that we're back open. You know, they think that, that we've been closed since 2006. So it's, um, uh, we're still rebuilding from that perspective. Uh, the food trailer's next or, or ongoing, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Uh, and, you know, you never know what the future holds. There could be an, another Super Smokers pop up somewhere in the St. Louis area. That'd be exciting. That would be, or I'd never sleep again. One of the two is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, you said that you do stuff for charity, and I know, Jeff, you're not one to toot your own horn, but I want, I want you to because you do a lot for our law enforcement, a I lot do. of really cool charity events. I was sitting one day eating lunch, and uh, I think four state troopers came in, and you were so generous to them and just so caring and Talk about your your what you do on the charity so, side too, because that's really a cool thing that you. Do. I appreciate that. You know, um, I guess the best way to describe it is uh, there are always opportunities to help somebody, um, and I try to. I don't know. You're right. I'm not very good at this. Uh, as humbly as I can possibly say, I try my best to to offer as much much to my wife's dismay uh, as much as possible. We have a significant discount for first responders. Uh, we basically have a lunch special that we run every day, uh, and I give them that dollar amount off of whatever they buy on the menu. So you know, if they come in and buy a pork steak, then we give them that that value of of the the uh, lunch special off. 
Um, the great news is there's a lot of them that come here and eat, and, and they don't abuse it, which is wonderful for me because mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity for them to, but they don't. Um, but we go well beyond that. Um, you know, we, we've gone down through Rockwood and, and uh, helped some, uh, uh, some programs with Rockwood uh, that they were, they were doing. They did a 5K down yeah, at uh, yeah. uh, LaSalle and uh, raising money for some of the kids here in, uh, in the district. Um, I try, you know, we donate to Cub Scouts and to various charities, you know, gift cards. Uh, we do some dine-outs. Um, uh, we've done it for, um, I forget, I think it's St. Gabriel, I think it is, over in uh, St. Albans, I think it was the name of yeah. it. Uh, and then uh, for the officer in Arnold that got shot, uh, O'Connell. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, those people are near and dear to my heart. I mean, in, 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 in my opinion, um, and I've taken some flack from that. I mean, there's, in today's world, there everybody's got a, an opinion, and in my, in my opinion, they all matter. Right. Uh, but so do mine. Uh, so, um, first responders, military, I mean, I, I do my, but we had a lot cause Fort Leonard Woods is right down the road, um, two and a half hours. Uh, and we had a lot of people to come through to and from basic training, graduation, AIT graduation. Uh, I do my best to take care of them. Um, I, I'm, I'm very, very proud of, of, of that and, and what they do. Uh, but then we go beyond that. Um, you know, I try to, it's hard because so many people ask you, and I'd love to help everybody, but it's just not right. financially You're possible. You're running a business. Yeah. Running a business. Yeah. Uh, but I try to, uh, anything school-related, kid-related, um, you know, I, I, I once in a while I have somebody that walks by that because there's a lot of hitchhikers coming 44, you know, hey, can I work for you to work for food or for something? And, you know, I try to help out when I can and how I can. Um, my wife says I try to help out a little too much. Uh, I do overcommit myself from time to time. Uh, I'll go out and, you know, cook a charity event or something. And it's not even something that costs me any money. It's just my time. Uh, but I'm happy to do it. If there's something I can do to, to help somebody achieve a goal or where they're going to go, um, it's great. Um, the, the challenge with it is getting it in front of you to plan for it, yeah. you know, as long as possible. But I think that's really cool. I mean, I think more people in St. Louis, I wish, would do that. Um, I think we're starting to get there. I mean, we've, we've gotten some bad press, let's be honest. <laughs> a little and, bit. <laughs> but I think that from what I've seen from you and what we've interviewed some other companies and some other breweries and distillers, that's really changing about St. Louis. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you bringing a good light to St. Louis, bringing a good light to Eureka. I mean. Yeah, definitely. If we can get more small businesses taking care of their communities, right. like, it's going to be awesome. Well, that's the, and that's the one thing I love about Eureka specifically, if I can be just real local for yeah. one second. Um, this town does an amazing job of supporting within itself and within its area. Um, we have been very lucky. They've taken to the food that I'm providing. They've, they've, they've taken to the way I'm running my business. Uh, and I am neck deep into this community. It is, and it's fantastic. Uh, from the support to the football team to the local businesses that are around town. I mean, I, there's a, a, a chicken alleys down the street. I eat there five days a week. They're open five days a week. <laughs> um, I have breakfast there almost every single day of every single week the last 20 months. Um, and, and it's just, it's a great group of people that are supportive of one another. Uh, scoreboard Automotive right across the street. Blake is a super great guy. You know, we've he's done some videos for me. I've done some stuff for him, well, with social media posts and videos and whatnot. Uh, it's, it's just, a, it's a great place to not only live, but to have a business. As someone who's been around good food, great chefs for, for years, at the end of the day, once you're kind of done, you're relaxing, you're cooking for yourself or eating for yourself, what, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What, what's your go-to? <laughs> 
Well, um, you know, when, when y'all came to me and said, hey, we'd love to have you on our podcast, I went, what podcast? So I did a little research. I'm not a huge beer guy. I just never really have been. I'm a huge bourbon whiskey scotch guy. So uh, drink, you know, uh, a lot of, well, on my shelf at home, uh, Jameson. I've got a couple different versions of Jameson. I've got some Bushmill. Uh, I've got some, uh, let's, let's see, in Georgia I was drinking Legacy. Okay. I think it was the bourbon I was drinking. Um, uh, I, I, I've not yet found a bourbon or whiskey that I don't like, as, as bad as that might sound. <laughs> it's not um, bad. It's just, it means that you get to try more bourbon and whiskey. Which exactly. Because you got to keep you gotta Because you got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got to be something I don't like, right? Right. Um, and then um, uh, my go-to scotch, Oban. I love Oban. Uh, it's my favorite scotch by by far. Not that you know uh, any of the rest of them aren't great. It's just that's the one I, I prefer. Um, what do I cook at home? Um, as little as possible. Um, <laughs> we, the problem is, is it's just my wife and I now, and I've not mastered cooking for two. I don't know if you understand how hard it is when you cook for the masses all the time to go to just cooking for two. Hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm a steak and potato guy. I love a great ribeye. Uh, I love a good sirloin. Um, cooked well, uh, or not cooked well, but cooked good. Uh, Properly. I'm a proper. <laughs> yes. I'm a medium guy. I used to be medium rare, but then I got old and fat. Um, <laughs> it's an occupational hazard. Um, I love chicken parmesan. Mm. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite dishes uh, to cook and to go out and eat. Um, uh, I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you I love pizza. Um, you know, to, to stay local for a second, Cybergs has my favorite oh, yeah. wings in St. Louis. Uh, there, I, was, uh, I have a friend who has a radio show, and I was on a show last week, and, and his question to me was a great question. He says, well, what do you think, what do you think the flavors of St. Louis are? What is it that St. Louisans like in their barbecue? So, wow, man, that's a great question. I thought about it for a second, and uh, this is the reason why I appreciated you guys, you know, giving me a heads up on the question. Uh, I said, there was, you know, dead silence on radio is not good. Uh, I said, I thought about it a second. I said, well, you know, I think the best way to describe it is, have you ever had Cyberg's wings? And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I said, that's it. I mean, Maul's barbecue sauce and Bush beer. That is what I think is the quintessential taste of barbecue in St. Louis. Now, old timers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's the new kids that are coming up, they like a little bit different flavors and a little bit different taste. But if you, by and large, go interview all these people, uh, you're going to find, I think, that, that you know, the, the Maul's barbecue sauce mm-hmm. with, with Bush beer in it is is what they want and, uh, or what they like. And, and Cyberg Swing Sauce has that. They also have my favorite pizza, Joe Mama. Mm, that's, the, that's the creme de la creme. I mean... Listen, I'm a fat guy. Not just not just by mind, but I mean, by body. I don't know if you looked over here, too. I mean, there's not been a food that I have turned down in the last 28 years of my life. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That's a record I like to keep going. We, uh, we've gone to Lottawater Creek over in Illinois. Yes. You know, they Great come out food. with the 12 plates of food that you ordered, but you only ordered one thing, right? Right. So a buddy of mine, uh, we go over there and we have food championships, oh, which nice. is where you clear your plate. You right. can't be a food champion unless you clear your plate. That's so, nice. Um, Jeff, let's tell people where this amazing place is. So what, what's your address here in Eureka? The address is 601 Stockell Drive. Uh, Eureka 63025 uh, Google it's been here forever yeah. you, you type in Super Smokers Barbecue in Google and it will bring you right here White and Red Barn on top of the hill White and Red Barn top of the hill can't miss us you'll find me here every time we have staff <laughs> meetings uh, 
Jeff, I can't thank you enough for just opening your doors to us, letting us come. And Listen, I, and, and I can't thank you all enough for, for wanting to come. Um, part of what I do, part of what I enjoy so much of what I do is sharing it. Listen, I can cook food and I can feed people. Um, I'm not looking to just feed people. I'm looking to put smiles on their faces. I'm looking to, you know, I'm here just about seven days a week. Um, well, I'm actually here seven days a week, <laughs> just sometimes not when we're open. Um, uh, I, I, was, I was interviewed by, by a local TV station and he asked, you know, what's your goal? What are you trying to achieve? And I said, you know what, if I can get somebody that walks through that door to take five seconds and just think about something other than what they were thinking about when they walked in the door, I've done my job. I think it's great. I love it when, when, when all the teachers have the teachers meeting and they come down. The, the, I have nothing but the highest admiration. My, my former partner was a school teacher, a high school administrator now. Um, and uh, so I know the, the trials and tribulations, not that your job isn't important, but the trials and tribulations <laughs> that you guys go to go through. And for you guys to come down here and, and share nachos and sit at the table and, and just talk about something other than school, whether it's the food or what you're doing that weekend, and have that comfort level, that's what brings me joy. Uh, um, food is is food, and, and, and as a restauranteur, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but anybody can go anywhere and get nourishment. Good or bad can be argued, and it's all subjective. But my goal is to create an atmosphere that, that provides people with a happy place for just a few seconds of their day. If I can achieve that, then I feel like I've done my job. I can't agree more with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... I think you provide that experience. You provide the well, vessel for you. us to have that experience. Thank so thank you very much. Um, people can find you on the social media as well. At Super Smokers BBQ on all social media. Uh, go check out our webpage. Uh, we just re- uh, released a new webpage uh, October, November. Uh, and uh, we have our daily specials. We will have our daily specials up on there. Our full menu's on there. Online um, ordering. Online is- ordering is there now. We actually deliver within, a, I think it's a two-mile radius of uh, of Eureka. Uh, oh, we're man, following I'm, the Merrimack, though. Okay. I'm not going across the Merrimack. Uh, but uh, two miles deep here in Eureka, um, uh, we have a delivery going now. And, uh, yeah, it's going great. That's good. That's good. Um, well, I think we're going to end there because I've got a plate of nachos here mm, and a pork that. steak that is literally the size of Texas over there. Yum, yum. Um, that we need to indulge oh, yeah. in. So, For Alex, sure. where can people find you? Uh on Instagram, as always, I, I'm sorry, I blanked there for a second. It's the nachos. It's it, it was. I was looking at those. Keep my eyes up here. So on Instagram, at the.alex.experiment. Um, I want to take a picture of these nachos. Oh, we will. Yep. Check out the Instagrams because you'll see the nachos. They won't be when the pub, when the podcast publishes. They will be well gone. But You should get it before and after Yes, shot. yes. Uh, I'll get Alex curled up in the fetal position right. after he eats. That's so the after. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm Kevin. You can follow me at beer underscore bourbon underscore barbecue. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for much. having us, for sharing all this knowledge, this food. We love it. Y'all are welcome anytime. Thank you. Thank you. And we will hold you to that when you get your world championship. Promises. promises. All right. Come on back. We love it. And we hope that you stay sauced on beer, bourbon, and barbecue.